and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one purifying page of Talmud every day. And if you doubt the purifying capacities of today's page, just ask Ben Zoma, who today kicks things off by talking about immersion in the mikvah. Have a listen. Why is it a requirement for anyone who enters to perform the temple service? He said to them, that is Ben Zoma, just as one who moves from service in one sacred area to service in another sacred area, i.e. the high priest in Yom Kippur, who moves from one service to another in the temple courtyard and the sanctuary, and likewise one who moves from service in an area that one who enters while impure is punished by karet, the courtyard to service in another area that one who enters impure is punished by karet, the sanctuary or the holy of holies requires immersion. So too, with regard to one who moves from a non-sacred area to a sacred area and from a place that one who enters while impure is not punished by karet to a place that one who enters while impure is punished by karet, is it not right that he require immersion? This first immersion was instituted for purposes of sanctity rather than purity. This is a long and complicated passage. It has to do with all kinds of punishments and rituals and regulations that may not be familiar to us. But what should be familiar to us, what should really give us pause to think is this idea of immersing in a mikvah and doing it for sanctity rather than purity. And to help us unpack this beautiful idea is one of my favorite rabbis, Rabbi Sarah Luria, hello. Ooh, one of your favorite rabbis. Thank you, Liel. I mean, what other rabbi had me in her home, which is also her shul, which is also a major <laughs> experiment in how Jewish life and community could be reimagined? That's fair. That sounds like a perfect description of my life and our life together. And so riddle us this. The daf today has this long and, and intricate quote about moving from one place to another and requiring immersion and really ends by asking this question, why do we immerse in the mikvah? Is it just to be pure, to be sacred, any other reason? Is it purifying? Is it painful? What is the experience like? What was it meant to be? And, and are we understanding it correctly? I think about this all the time. I haven't actually phrased it like this in my mind of purity or sanctity, but I love that dichotomy. And I think that final answer that's given, it's about sanctity and not purity, actually is what applies to our life today. Because what does it mean to be a pure human at this point when we don't have the temple? The temple doesn't stand, so we don't have to make sure to go into the Holy of Holies pure. So then what does it mean for our actual lives today when we immerse in a mikvah? It really is about creating sacredness in our hearts, in our bodies, in our spirits, in our relationships. And so I think that's a a beautiful way to put it. There are some people listening, I imagine, for whom dunking in the mikvah is a regular practice or at least was in in the before times. There's some people who, who never have done this. I get that this is a very crucial part of life if you are an observant Jew who keeps tahara, the laws of purity of the family, etc. But but what can it mean to someone who is newer to this, who just wants to have an experience? Guide us through that. What I think is so beautiful also about learning it from this context, about the priests at the temple, is just recognizing how ancient this ritual is. That this ritual has always been about going from one state of being to a different state of being. And I think that really applies now in terms of mikvah. For some people, like you said, who keep family purity laws, who keep taharat mishpacha, that means that going from not ready 
to be intimate with your partner to ready to be intimate with your partner. Those are two different states of being. And for other people who don't observe those laws, I think all of us go from one state of being to another state of being all the time. When I teach classes about this, I say, raise your hand if you've gone through a transition in the last year, whether it's changing jobs, moving cities, getting together with someone, breaking up with someone, having a baby, trying to get pregnant, having a miscarriage. I mean, everybody goes through transitions all the time that are often not honored through ritual, right? Like you get a new job, maybe you go out with your friends and have a l'chaim, or let's say you get pregnant. How do you honor that transition? Let's say you're healed from a challenging illness. Let's say you've lost a parent this year. Let's say, you know, there's so many transitions. So in order to be able to mark going from one state of being to another state of being, mikvah is here for us. It's this ancient ritual the priests use, and yet we can use it in our in our lives today, which I just think is so magical. You know, like what pieces of the temple ritual still stand? Mikvah. And so we have this clear body of water that is created in a couple of different ways. Usually it's indoors and it's created by adding rainwater to tap water to create sacred living waters. And a person immerses naked in the living waters. Usually they're warm. I hope they're warm wherever your listeners are going to mikvah. I hope the waters are warm. And the idea is to really go back into the womb, to go back into these warm living waters and emerge out of those waters into a different state of being. And for some people, it's the going into the water naked. For some people, it's the preparation that a person does before they go into the waters that really helps them honor this transition. For some people, when they come out of the water and they go back into their changing room and they get dressed again and they come out, there's just this moment where their faces look different after immersing. And maybe that's the special moment for that person. And so the the mikvah really offers, for the spectrum of Jews in our community, a way to make sacred, sanctify a transition in their life. Amen. Rabbi Sarah Luria, thank you so much for being our guest. My pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.